Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emo Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I hope you are having an absolutely wonderful day, and I do want to wish you a beautiful 4th of July before we get into things here. Now, I know it might not be the 4th when you are actually listening to this, but I do want to give you a quick shout-out and say I hope you're having a great holiday, and we were able to celebrate it with some good food, some good people, some good celebrations, and some ice-cold beer. And if you're looking for some of that, even if you're not, looking for an ice-cold water, whatever you're interested in, Heartland College Sports, we've got you with some free Heartland College Sports koozies. If you're interested in supporting the show, go ahead and leave a five-star rating or review wherever you get your podcasts at. Send that screenshot over to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O. You can find him on Twitter or on the Heartland College Sports official website. Send him that review and you will get yourself one of the Heartland College Sports official koozies with some new logos on it, guys. We've got some new Big 12 teams. We've got some new Big 12 teams. We've got new logos coming. Things are moving out. The Big 12 continues to take steps forward the same way we feel we need to elevate our coverage. We're here to support the Big 12 and be the most reliable source we can. But before we get into anything else today, let me say right now, everybody take a deep breath. I'm serious. Go ahead and give me a big ol' exhale. Give me one of these. (sighs) Need one of those today to start things off. Because I know everybody and their brother is a little nervous right now. Everybody's getting a little nervous, and I'll tell you why. In case you didn't know, Kansas State's been in the running for two players in the transfer portal, both former West Virginia Mountaineers. Now, the two players I'm talking about are fifth-year senior Joe Toussaint, who spent his first three seasons at Iowa before joining Bob Huggins last season in Morgantown, and the sophomore forward Muhammad Wiggy. Now, the pair ended up touring Manhattan at the same time. They both visited MHK. They were both there at the same time, trying to get things figured out where they went ahead next. And all of a sudden, we all saw it. I'm sure you saw it as well. We see cat signals all over social media, people dancing, people posting dudes gifts, people doing everything they can, business is booming left and right. And we all say, you know what, we got a dude, we've got a new guy, maybe even two, both Tucson and Woogie are coming to K-State. Well, unfortunately for us, circumstances have changed up a little bit. There's been reports, and it's, it's said, you know what, there's guys from New York headed to Manhattan. Both players are from New York. Does that mean multiple? Does that mean one? What happens? Since then. Reports have seemingly confirmed, and I want to say right now, this is not confirmed, confirmed. This is, take everything I said with a grain of salt. However, reports seemingly confirmed that the sophomore forward, Muhammad Wagee, Mo Wagee, was going to be a Kansas State Wildcat in the upcoming season. Sure enough, eight hours after that happened, maybe ten hours after, we see that Muhammad Wagee is headed to Alabama, to tour Alabama. And if you don't know much about Alabama basketball... While the SEC does not compete with the Big 12 in terms of basketball, Alabama's NIL money is through the roof. It's ridiculous. I mean, they get players from all over the globe just to go to Alabama for some money. And I know there's probably a good facility and there's good coaches and there's good players like that. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, money dominates everything. NIL is the only reason players go places. I'm not one of those guys. College basketball's changing. You're going to have to have a little bit of NIL, a little bit of culture, a little bit of faith. Everything's a mixture. That's how you land players. Muhammad Wagee. The K-State, air quotes, commit, heads to Alabama. And out of nowhere, it seems like we're starting to lose our guys. And then said, you know what? Maybe it was Joe Toussaint. Maybe we're we're just focused on Joe Toussaint. And the guy that they're talking about is actually Toussaint and not Wiggy. That was not the case. Reports continued to hammer home. Hey, Wiggy was the guy. He let coaches know. He let everybody know that he was committing to K-State. Alabama comes through with, this is the only rationale I can think of. The only rationale I can think of. Alabama comes through with a chunk of money in NIL. Says, you know what? We got to fill this roster out. You're athletic. Come over here, kid. We need you. 
And K-State, I mean, we're not known for an NIL school. Jerome Tang does not want to get involved in NIL money-throwing battles. That's not who we are. And I don't blame him for it right now. I do not blame him for it at all. Not even a little bit. Would I have liked to have Wiggy on campus? Yes. Would I have liked to have him be a K-State Wildcat? Yes. Is the likelihood that a player stays with you after touring somewhere else on an NIL-related idea? Uh, Not so much. I think he might be headed to Alabama for good. If the money or whatever they offered him, whatever they had to do to get a player who's already told the coaching staff that he's committing to them to still tour elsewhere, whatever they had to do to get that, that calls in the question of the player. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's a horrible person or he's a terrible person. All I'm saying is that we don't know where his priorities lie. That's what happened with Muhammad Wiki. Commits to K-State loosely. We don't know 100%. Waiting for an announcement. All we hear is that he's headed to Alabama. Okay, so what the heck? You know, maybe it's Joe Toussaint. Cue up Joe Toussaint's top three choices. Three people. Kansas State. Texas Tech. Pittsburgh. And for you West Virginia fans out there, we all knew he wasn't going to Pittsburgh. However, everybody and their brother was certain that Toussaint was coming to K-State. And then 30 minutes before, the narrative completely flipped. Burners were leaking, Red Raider gifts, everybody was talking about Texas Tech. And Joe Toussaint comes on and announces that he's joining the Red Raiders for the upcoming season. Am I shocked? No. No, I'm not. Think about this. And I'll talk about it a little bit more at length as we talk about the starting roster. What opportunity does Joe Toussaint have at K-State versus Texas Tech? Texas Tech is a first-year head coach. He doesn't really have a starting roster yet. He's taken over a roster that's been in complete destruction. They've lost guys like Fordaws, AMAC, and big dudes in the portal already. They've lost some of their best players. He gets to create his own starting lineup. K-State, even though this is Jerome Tang's second year, he's got his guys. Loosely, he has his guys. And I'll tell you right now, these are the guys I see. Tyler Perry's at the one that's not moving. Cam Carter's the only spot that I think Joe Toussaint could take. Maybe. And I'm pretty high on Cam Carter, so that's going to take a lot of work. Cam Carter at the two. Three, Arthur Kaluma, Naquan Tomlin at the four, and then Jarrell Colbert or David Gasson at the five. That's the roster I see. Does that squad or a, a squad where we don't know their, their starting roster have a better shot for Toussaint to play in college basketball? That's my question. That should be the question that we all ask ourselves. And before you get mad at these guys for saying, you know what, you came to K-State, now you're, now you're elsewhere, what the heck? We cannot be that fan base, guys. There's a lot of negativity. We just need to take this one, man. It's not that we offered them, you know, $13 in NIL money while Alabama offers them six figures, while Texas Tech offers them six figures. That's not always the case. Think about the culture of Manhattan. Think about the culture surrounding K-State. We need dudes who buy in, 10 toes in, head over heels, are committed to Jerome Tang and the Cats. If you're a player who commits to that, and within 12 hours you're elsewhere touring because of money, you don't fit that novel. You don't fit that role. So I get people are disappointed. I get that people are saying, you know what, we missed out on two good guys. We missed out on two guys that could potentially develop into great players. And I don't mean to say that Joe Toussaint has time to develop. He's a good player as is, and he can play right now, starting basketball. But I don't see him as a starter. That's the hard part. Texas Tech, he can be a starter. Wagee, not a starter. However, he's a sophomore, so he can grow into that role behind David Gasson, behind Terrell Colbert, behind Naquan Tomlin. And in the future, he can succeed, junior, senior year, whatever we need from him. Alabama, who does have Grant Nelson, they have big dudes that are athletic, they go... Final Four is now seemingly every other year, based off the recruiting they've done under Nate Oates. If somebody's offering you money and you take that over another college, where do your priorities lie? 
yes, basketball is important. Basketball comes first. What's the best opportunity for you? Whatever it is, whether it's money, whether it's playing time, whatever it is, there's always going to be something calling you somewhere else. Hey, coach sat me on the bench today. I didn't really like that. What about this guy? He doesn't have a starting two guard. He doesn't have a, a young center to sit in now. Like, there's not guys off the bench that can come help. Okay, well, coach runs this defense, and it's just it doesn't play to my strengths. I don't like it very much. I get stuck in the low block, and I'm, I'm kind of an undersized guard. Why would I want to do that? Let me check out what they run over here. I'm not going to be the boomer that sits here and says, you know what? The transfer portal is bad for college basketball. Guys can run away from adversity. I think it's good that players have the option to leave. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm not starting this year. I'm out. I'm not starting here. I'm out. It gives people a more competitive edge than just landing the top five guys in the class. So you see guys like Desi Sills, like Naquan Tomlin, like Keontae Johnson coming in the transfer portal. And Jerome Tang put an elite eight squad together. How about that? You have two players on your active roster. You fill an entire roster of young guys in the transfer portal and commitments. And you put together a team that takes you to the Elite Eight. That's coaching. That's a mixture of bringing the right guys in for the right culture fit. If you're not going to find the right guys that fit that mold, then they shouldn't play for you. I agree. And yes, players can move into that mold. They can figure it out eventually. They can work towards it. But if you're not motivated the same way that the team is looking for you to be, it might not be the best option for you. So when I sit here and I see Joe Toussaint go elsewhere, I see Muhammad Wiggy potentially go elsewhere, still uncommitted, he could come to K-State, whatever the case is. I don't blame the kids, man. I don't. And I don't blame the coaching staff. I don't blame the players. I don't blame anybody. It just happens. It happens. So let me ask you this. How do you think this K-State roster would do without Joe Toussaint and without Muhammad Wiggy? How far do you think this team can go in March? What do you think the ranking would be? Are we a ranked team or outside the top 25? With the squad we have right now, K-State feels like a top 20 team in the nation. I'm not saying we're a top 5 team, we're top 10. But an 18-ranked K-State Wildcat team, when you have two NBA guys at least on the court in Tomlin and Kaluma, then you got Tyler Perry, one of the best point guards seemingly in the nation for the past couple of years at the Division II level. UNT, the guy can play, man. Then you bring in young guys like Cam Carter, who are primed to have an All-Big 12 season. A guy like Jarrell Colbert, who everybody is raving about. That team looks top 20 to me. Now picture this. That team plus Joe Toussaint and Muhammad Wiggy. Starting lineup doesn't change in my mind. If it does change and you put Joe Toussaint out there, we've seen he's been a liability at times. He's a turnover monster at times. And I don't mean to say that he's a bad player because he could be a really good, solid player. K-State's interested in him for a reason. He does not start over Cam Carter 10 times out of 10 times. Arthur Kaluma starts over just about everyone on our roster. Naquan Tomlin starts over about everybody on our roster. Joe Toussaint does not fit that mold. Muhammad Wiggy does not fit that mold. Wiggy fights for minutes behind a guy like Naquan Tomlin, behind a guy like David Gasson. Maybe he gets 10 minutes a game and he works towards, you know, down the road he's a big Big 12 defender. But at the moment, he's a young guy. He's got a lot to learn. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. He's just not set to be a contributor right immediately this season. Joe Toussaint is a contributor. He's a guy that can lead an offense. He's a guy that can lead a team. But you've seen his inability to score at times, his inability to facilitate at times. He's a tough guy. He's a Desi Seals type guy, which even us K-State fans admit, Desi had some games where it was you know tough to see what he was doing positive, positively on the court. Not saying he was making the worst plays or anything, just not affecting the game at times, just going blank for a while. 
Joe Toussaint at West Virginia would have a game where he put up 22. Then he'd have a game with seven turnovers. And I know Marquise Noel did that hot and cold type stuff, but you see down the stretch, like, the dudes that are meant to be there were there. The right dudes, the right combination of dudes were there. Joe Toussaint more than likely is a better cultural fit, a better position fit at Texas Tech. So I get that some people are throwing pity parties saying, you know what, we missed out on these guys. We failed. We didn't give NIL. We need to get this figured out. Relax. The old Aaron Rodgers classic. R-E-L-A-X. Relax, guys. Everybody take a breath. The team doesn't become a Final Four team with Joe Toussaint Muhammad Wiki. And just an FYI to everybody. The portal is still open. There's still great players in the transfer portal. They don't go away tomorrow, the day after that. We've got time. K-State landed Keontae Johnson this late in the summer. Desi Sills didn't get there till August. You can find top contributors and guys late in the portal. We've still got two spots to fill. And if we don't, we're still an NCAA tournament team right now. I think so. You know, maybe we're not a three-seed again, but we can be an 8-9 seed and make a run. With the veteran leadership you have, the veteran guard play, you've got guys ready to go. And don't get me started on the young talent and the guys coming off the bench. But if you fill this spot immediately with Wiggy and Tucson, you know your ceiling. If they're on the court, say we get the best version of both players, the best, absolute best version of Joe Tucson. Averages 14 points, four assists, four and a half rebounds, three rebounds. That's a great player. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to slide him by any means. He starts and plays... 30 minutes a game, that's a good player. However, his scoring is limited, and he's got issues. He's a matchup guy. Yes, he's a ferocious guy. He's an attack-you-off-the-ball-screen type defender. But when you got to go up against a two-guard that's six foot five at Kansas or a guy that can facilitate and just move around you, you know, he's not known for being the best defender in the world. He's tough. He's scrappy. I mean, I know that's kind of a lame cliche to say, but he doesn't move the needle to the point of like, oh my gosh, this team has that guy? Jeez. Muhammad Wagi, the peak version of Mo Wagi. No matter how good he plays, I don't think he earns a starting spot. It won't be over Naquan Talman. If he's a five guy, I doubt he's going to be over Jarrell Colbert, over David Gasson, or a couple of other guys. So move the line along with that. He gets, what, 15 minutes at best? You get an extra five minutes upgrade from West Virginia. And I don't mean to sound snotty about these guys and say they, they weren't deserving or they didn't deserve to be a man. They weren't the right guys. All I'm saying is that it's not the worst case to not land these guys. The fit isn't perfect for both of them. I think Wiggy was a better fit than Toussaint, and I've been higher on Wiggy than I, than I have on Toussaint because the guys that have one year of eligibility remaining. Granted, Keontae Johnson is one of the greatest players in K-State history. The difference in level between Keontae Johnson and Joe Toussaint is massive. Think about this. You get a guy with one year of eligibility left to come in. He hasn't developed from the three-point line. His best year ever from the three-point is 32%. Keontae shot 43 over his career. That's unbelievable. His worst season, 25% from the three-point line. So I think you'd say, you know what, that's probably his freshman year or something. That was two years ago. The year before he goes to West Virginia, he shoots 25% as a junior from three. So you're not helping on the three-point front. Assists, you look at it and say, you know what, maybe he's getting some big assist numbers. The most he's ever averaged assists per game is less than four. And I know that's still a lot to get four assists per game, but it just doesn't move the needle to the point of these guys put us through to be an Elite Eight Final Four team again. These are the guys. So all I'm saying is, well, yes, it is disappointing. It's a bad fit sometimes. And what I'm trying to say here is there's still optimism. Is Jerome Tang still your head coach? Is Jareem Dowling one of your assistant coaches? 
Are these guys in talks with some of the top guys in 2024, 2025? Did you land one of the top point guards in the nation in 2024 in David Castillo? Did you land three top 150 prospects, three dudes ranking the top 12 all time in the class of 2023 with Day-Day Ames, RJ Jones, and Michaela Bridge? Do you have a veteran point guard like Tyler Perry who is going for every team in the nation? Every team in the nation would take that upgrade and say, you know what, Tyler Perry, come to our school. We'll take you here. We will 100% take you. Do you look at Naquan Tomlin and say, you know what? You still remind me of a Kevin Durant. You are so athletic and long and explosive. There's not a guy in the country that matches up on paper well with you. Even a guy like Oscar Sheboy. Not to say they're the same player by any means. You know, Sheboy is a ferocious rebounder. He attacks the rim. But he's not going to get out in space with Naquan Tomlin. Even in the FAU game, the super tall seven foot one center guarding Naquan Tomlin. Tomlin would get him on the three-point line and then blow past him. And yes, I know we lost that game, but that was a mismatch. Naquan Tomlin is one of the best players in the Big 12 Conference. Yes, Hunter Dickinson's incredible. He's athletic. He's good to go. Tomlin's going to give him some issues. Arthur Kaluma, not a matchup guy. Like, you don't want to defend this guy. You don't want to deal with this guy. He's one of those Kawhi Leonard guys where you want him on the bench. That's all you want as an opponent. I think this team's going to be just fine. Look around and take a breath. I promise you that. So I don't mean to just say that we're all bad fans for one of these guys and blah, 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 all that. All I'm saying is that we have so much time and so many players left to explore that we don't even know. There's still a chance Wiggy comes back. And I'm not going to say he needs to or some weird West Virginia type thing where it's like, he has to come back and compete for us, man. He agreed to us. Look, I don't need all that. He's probably going to go to Alabama. Joe Toussaint, you're at Texas Tech. Good luck to you. I hope you do well. Both guys... Had a shot at K-State. And I'm not saying they downgraded. And I won't say they downgraded. But I also won't say they moved up. It's a lateral shift. Find what's best for you. No matter who you are. There's going to be guys in the transfer portal that fit K-State's business model well. The same reason the Kentucky Wildcats are after Arthur Kaluma. The same reason a school like Kansas is interested in Arthur Kaluma. There's big schools that want the right guys. The best guys. K-State will find them. We all need to be patient. I promise you that. So when we get a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, every single player that hits the portal, that's a high-volume score, a high-volume player, K-State should be interested in. I don't doubt that. There's a kid from UCF who I absolutely love, Athiel Horton. We'll take a a look at that guy. There's going to be options, I promise, guys. We just all have to exercise patience. So I know it's not fun and the sexy thing to say, let's all be patient, let's all take a breath, trust the staff. When has this staff let any of us down? When have they let us wrong? That's all I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to end this episode. Think about that. The future is still bright regardless of who's on the court. We've got the right guys. So at this point, if you want the right guys on the bench in the starting lineup, whatever you want, we've got our starting five. Unless a superstar comes available, this is the starting five. Let's find some more developmental role, guys. I'm excited for the future, and I think it's going to be great either way. But I do appreciate you guys listening to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Please take care and have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you did have a great 4th of July holiday. Let me say this one more time in today's episode from the bottom of my heart. Go Cats!